How, how key do you think the experience of this being your second bubble will be just to kind of adapting to this new way of life up until life does return back to normal? How, how key do you think it will be to know you've got the past knowledge? I don't think it makes any difference, to be honest, man. You know, you're so focused on the fight and, you know, the... The fight is sad, you know, don't really make no difference to me. You, can you still hear me, Connor? You're just breaking up slightly. Yeah, I can hear you, mate. All right. Um, Connor, just talking about Sammy Vargas, obviously the preparations for this camp. Is, everybody knows he's a, a tough fighter. He tends to go over distance with his fights. What are you expecting from him? I'm expecting a very tough fight. I mean, he's been one of the best fighters of our generation. So, you know, I'm expecting a very tough fight and, you know, I'm ready to match it. For yourself, obviously, there's a lot of kind of hype which has continued to build around you, especially on the back of a brilliant performance against Sebastian Formella. How have you felt kind of dealing with that? As, you know, people talk about the Ben name and what your father did, but it really seems to be you've stepped out from kind of what your father's achieved and there's a lot more focus on you yourself now. Um, you just got to take it in your stride. I mean, I do the best I can and, you know, that's enough for me. You know, I train as hard as I do train and I do everything I do, I do with 100% and I give my heart to this sport. So, you know, you just got to take it in your stride. It doesn't really um, bother me, to be honest, man. You know, I've dealt with this since this pressure and um, this sort of thing since I turned pro, uh, you know, as a young kid. So you just learn to deal with it. And I know you won't want to look too far ahead, but I've seen you've, you've spoken about how you'd like to have one of the big domestic names next, provided Saturday goes to plan. Do you feel that's something you need just to kind of, before you move above and beyond British level completely, you'd like to face one of the likes of the Amir Khans and Carl Brooks? Hey, yeah, you're jumping the gun here massively, mate. You know, I've got a big task ahead of me with Vargas. I can't be going... Like, I'm not looking past Vargas. Yeah, I said I would like a big, massive domestics against the Khans or the Brooks because it's it's a mouth-warming fight for the public, you know, when idol ha hashtag idols become rivals and all that, you know. So um, that's why I love that fight. But, you know, I've got all my hands full with Vargas, man. All right, Connor, I appreciate your time. I'll pass you over to somebody else. Pleasure. Thanks, Andy. If we go to Jeremy Herridge's next, please. Hey, Connor, thank you very much for the time. Um, I was reading about kind of your morning workout sessions and your morning runs with, with Bo McDonald. Um, I was wondering if you could kind of talk about, um, you know, the role that, that that running has in your conditioning. And has that been something that you've always put that much emphasis on? Well, training become become very, can't say boring. It can become stale when you're doing it every single day, every single camp, the same routine. So I like to change it up. I go to Bo's run down South End Beach, pretend like I'm in Miami when really it's minus three degrees, but we've got a few palm trees. So, you know, you can sort of um, use your imagination, but it's a, uh, it's a pleasure having the young boy run with me. You know, I'm a, a big believer in inspiring the younger generation to come through and, you know, he makes me laugh. He makes me heart laugh. He makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? He's a bit, he's a young kid, a bit of fresh air and, you know, I ain't got to be running with, you know, six foot four security guys or, you know, he's a, he's a nice, lovely kid. I enjoy doing my runs with him. He really pushes me. He's the best runner in the country. So, you know, I, I do emphasise a lot on running. Um, you know, fast pace, slower pace, they all do different things. So as you know, your heart rate zones, you can sort of gauge what sort of runs you need to do.
have has that and the reason I brought that up, I'm curious, is that something that that you've um, accelerated or, or do you try to, to set goals for yourself? And, and has that shown up in your fights, for example, the Formella fight? Um, no, I, I run. So we do our sprints, obviously, on the Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. We do our sprints, which are like yeah, really high intensity. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays. Saturdays we do a nice hour run, the slow, steady, more more of a fat burner. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one of them three days, two out of them three days, we'll do you know a quick, fast paced run. Um, but then again, it also also depends on how I feel as well, because at the end of the day, I'm not a Olympic Olympic runner, I'm not a sprinter, I'm a fighter. So you know you need to not get the two twisted. Run based on how you feel. If you feel great, smash the run. If you don't feel so great, take it easy. You know, the end goal is to, to fight, not to, you know, keep smashing run times, which I have done, but, you know, it's only because I felt good. Final question for me. Um, I know that, that Amir Khan talked about the threat that, that Samuel Vargas, um, you know, is and, and how his strength is, is deceptive. Um, do you pay heed to his words? He also picked you to win the fight. Um, do you kind of just take that as a side note or, or do you kind of take that as some wisdom that you can take into this fight? Um, I'm worried about what no one else says. I see what I see. Um, he's a, and I, I make calm right, and he is a tough opponent. I make calm right, in you put it presents any risk when someone's in there trying to take your head off. It's always a risk. Do you know what I mean? Some heavier punches than other, some stronger than other. But at the end of the day, there's always a risk when you go into the ring. There's always that element. No doubt. Thank you, Connor, and best of luck on Saturday. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. If you go to Ames from Boxing News TV, please. Ames here from Boxing News TV. Pleasure to speak to you again, Connor. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. You well? Yeah, I'm not too bad. A little bit for speaking to you. Um, last time I spoke to you, I asked you um, whether the flame had gone um, from your father to, to to come back and fight again. Uh, and you said... And, but um, with the emergence of this coming back, past legends coming back to fight in exhibitions... Has your dad been approached or has no. he had any interest? Do no, you know? No. no, my dad's retired. He's a happy retired man. Um, you know, who's financially there's not there's that's it. You know, once that got called off, that was that for my dad. And you know, he, there's a lot more to life than fighting. Um people were taken aback by the amount of improvement they saw in your performance uh, with your win over Sebastian Formella. Are you in somewhat of a tougher position with the public to match that precedent in performance that you set last time out? No, mate. Again, listen, you can't really, you can't read too much into it. You can't really care about um, the public. I mean, it's at the minute, you know, when I'm going in for my hardest test and my hardest fight today, I can't really be worrying about X, Y, Z. I've got to go in there and perform and do what I do best, do what I do in the gym, translate it, because there's no point doing it in the gym and they're not doing it come fight night. You know, I set the bar in the Formella fight. People didn't expect that of me. And, you know, this fight, I plan on doing exactly the same. As I said, there's no ceiling to my career. And, you know, we'll we'll see how good I can be. I, I, I know how good I can be, but the public are yet to see the best of me. I think you mentioned on um, CBTV, you've been on a pescatarian diet for two years. What's the difference that you've noticed in these last two years from switching? I didn't really hear what you said, mate, but you mentioned pescatarian diet? Yeah, yeah. 
so the reason for being pescatarian is my missus went vegetarian and I went vegetarian for two months and um, I thought being vegetarian was really hard um, as I do love my meat. And then I went pescatarian to change the variety and I've now been pescatarian for almost two years and made the health benefits uh, in Sorry, can you hear me? You've just broken up a bit, Connor. We just wait for insane. And I'm not jumping on a hype with some truffle chips. I miss them. I'm, I'm missed. Yeah, I missed a lot, man. So you know, it's um, it's a sacred again, another sacrifice I've made. I will eat meat in the future, but as an athlete, I feel so much better um, not eating meat. Uh, there's been kind of like um, a flux in terms of the standings. Um, in terms of the British, who's the best British uh, at welter, British fighter at welterweight? Um, who, who, in your opinion, do you think represents the biggest challenge from a British perspective to yourself in the welterweight division? Sorry, you keep cutting out, mate. Did you say who's the best, best British welterweight apart from me in the division? Yeah, who do you think represents, represents the biggest challenge? I don't know because you got you got top fighters in the division in Britain. Um, it's a stacked division. Um, obviously, Josh Kelly suffered his defeat to Avanessian. I placed Josh Kelly up there. Congo just lost to McKinson. Um, you got McKinson um, up there as well. Um, I don't know, to be honest, man. I'm, I've, I'm so focused on me. I've, I think when you're looking at entertainment, I'm by far the most entertaining world away in, in Britain, in my opinion. Um, you know, whether I've got to get up off the deck, whether I knock someone out, whatever it is, um, the level of vulnerability, whatever it is, you know, people love to see me fight. And that's because I've got dynamite on both hands. And, you know, the likes of Josh Kelly's flashy, he's flamboyant. He's got that, he's got that energy when he gets in the ring. And that's what people love. I think people forget this is the entertainment business. That's our job. That's what we do. You know, so you've got to entertain as well as get the win, but you want to be an entertaining fighter. I don't. I don't think there's anyone domestically I watch and go, oh yeah, I'd like to watch him. Like, I like. I like. I like watching Josh Kelly, because you know he brings something to the ring. He brings entertainment. Everyone else, I don't, I don't think they carry. They carry that um, charisma in the ring. You know, and I like to be entertained just like everyone else. Wish you be- all the best at the weekend, Connor. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Haynes. We go to James Lopton next, please. Hello, Connor. How you doing, mate? How you doing, bub? Good. Um, one thing I want to mention in your last fight, in your post-fight interview, we saw you get very emotional um, about family. Um, family is clearly a big motivator for you. This is your first fight since becoming a father. How much is your child, or how much extra motivation is your child giving you now? Um, as far as motivation, none, none. I'm already a motivated young man. I don't need. There's nothing. My son. Anything I chose to do, my son would have had a blessed life anyway because I would have applied myself 100% to whatever it was, whatever craft it was. Um, you know, that's just the mindset I got. I will make sure I give 100% to whatever it is, so therefore it will succeed. Um, as far as me and my achievements in boxing, I've achieved more than I thought I could when I first started. I believe there's a lot more left to achieve. But... You know, I'm just want to be a good dad to my son. To England to be a father. I come to England to be a great boxer. Do you know what I mean? So it just motivates me to be a better man. A better. Who am I? What do I represent? Who is Conor Ben? So that sort of thing. 
Absolutely. Um, it's been mentioned to Amir Khan already. He did come out and say he feels you could win a world title one day. As somebody who is a potential rival down the line, how does it feel to hear that from him? You know, a high compliment. Well, listen, he's, he's my idol at one stage. He's achieved everything I want to achieve in the sport. And I like watching Khan fight, mainly because there is a level of vulnerability, but also he has grit, he has speed. And he was one of the fighters that I like to watch. So I'd love to fight Amir Khan, of course I would. But I've got my hands full with Argas and, you, and everyone keeps talking about Khan. Listen, I've got my hands full um, this Saturday night. And, you know, providing I come through, which I believe I will with a, a great victory, well then, you know, we can have them talks. And just starting from me, also Saturday night, Jared's fights, you know, it's not just on the British scene, but on the world level, world to weight is a stacked division. How exciting to be part of this division? Of course, you will have world ambitions as well. Ah, this division's on fire. Always has been, always will be. Uh, you've got to have the power, the speed, the accuracy. The You've got to have the lot. It isn't just a matter of one element. You have to have... have the full lot. And we're talking heart here as well. It's a stacked division. And it's an exciting division to be a part of. Absolutely. All the best. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks, James. If we go to Brett from Bad Intentions Boxing, please. Cheers, Dan. Connor, great to speak to you and have the opportunity, mate, to have a chat with you. How are you keeping? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, mate. Just relaxing now. Great. Now it's good to hear. So I apologise if I asked something that's already been mentioned before. I was a little bit late to the party because of other reasons. You do, you um, do your thing. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. So obviously this Saturday represents, uh, I think on paper, and if we reflect on it, what, what is classed as the biggest step up of your career so far? You know, you, you're going in there with somebody that likes to bang. He, he's got a history of going in there and wanting to brawl with people. We've heard you say on numerous occasions, you know, you like to fight. It's the entertainment business. It, is there the potential of an overemphasis of trying to excite people too much and potentially getting caught against what is somebody who likes to brawl? Nah, man. You know, I'm going to go in there and do what I've got to do. Um, I'll find openings and I'll take them. Uh He's going to probably try and rough me up and, you know, show his experience. Well, you know, let him do what he wants to do. I've had someone try and rough me up um, before pulling my head down, do pulling all, all, all them fast ones, elbows in the face, and then I banged him out in two rounds. So, you know, and that was a former opponent of Samuel Vargas, you know, who went 12 rounds with Vargas, and then people say he should have won. So, you know, listen, do what, he can do what he wants to. He can worry about doing what he wants He's got to do me and my team have a strategy and we're going to stick to the strategy. No, that's great to hear. Obviously, you're full of confidence going into this fight. Uh, just touching on your previous comment there where you mentioned about Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's an exciting fighter. He's got lots of flair that he brings to it. You was obviously live and present that night when David Avanasian, you know, got that fantastic stoppage against him. Do, do you think there's an element who was tactically good as Josh Kelly is that he just doesn't have the heart? I can't. I can't question his his heart um, from another fellow fighter, um, but something's lacking. And him, only him and his team know what it is. Whether he deep down thinks it's his heart, or whether it's his weight, whether it's desire, whether it's passion, you don't know what it is. And you know, I 
can't be the one to point the finger because at the end of the day, anyone who steps in the ring, you, you have bundles of heart as it is. But I, I don't know. That's, that's um, between him and his team. Yeah, no, that's great. And my last question I've got for you is obviously his his opponent, which was David Avanasian. You know, there's a lot of talks of him potentially fighting Dillian, uh you lesson off. Is David Avanasian somebody that you'd potentially have your eye on a little bit down the line? Plan. Um, but at the end of the day, whoever's putting the opposite corner, I'm in there to fight him. Connor, I appreciate all of the time, buddy. Thanks ever so much, and I wish you the best for Saturday. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Brett. If you go to Gareth Davis from Telegraph, please. Sorry, I'm just in the middle of lunch. Apologies. Um, Connor, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I can indeed. Thank you. Um, yourself and your father, Nigel. Campbell Hatton and Ricky Hatton. Chris Eubank Jr. and Chris Eubank Sr. What is it about sons of fathers who haven't grown up in poverty, who've grown up as the sons of very successful, financially stable men and fathers? What is it about the sons that makes them want to go into boxing? You're asking the wrong person. You missed that. You've got Steve Collins Jr., You've got um, Nassim Hamid's sons now coming on. Um, you got then Shane Mosley, um, son fighting. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Uh, but I think I, I I can't answer that question. I think I'm I'm good with answering questions, but I don't think I can answer that question. Um, because at the end of the day, it isn't the most glamorous um, life to have been chosen, um, considering they done what they done, so we didn't have to um, do what they done. It, it, it don't make no sense. But at the end of the day, you find your calling and you you go with it. And so it is a calling. And do you think it's ever wanting to? prove something to your father or is it just something because you've got his blood in you that that it's there it's a calling but are you trying to prove something to dad no. on a deep deep psychological no. level no of course not i mean my dad's my dad yeah I, i've done painting and decorating i worked in retail i worked in scaffolding um, i worked as a pt so when you're talking and my, my dad loved me equally my sister works um, in a coffee shop. My little sister is studying to be a nurse, currently works in KFC. You know, we're, it, it makes no difference to what I had done. I was just, I sort of just, it, this sort of just happened. It wasn't like I, I could go to old Gareth here. I used to joke about it, say, yeah, I'm going to be like a fire and all that. And, and, and then little did I know it's turned out true. So, I believe God opens doors. I believe that, you know, he opens doors, no man can open and he shuts the doors, no man can close. So, you know, I pray to God, I go, listen, God, I'm struggling here, mate. But you brought me this far, mate. Don't let me down. You brought me this far. Because at the end of the day, I couldn't have opened these doors myself. It, you know, it all sort of just fell in line too well for me to, to say no. But, but in, in terms of 
having a father who boxed final one for me. Um, I know how much you speak to, to Nigel. I've had you in the studio and you're chatting to him before we do the radio show. You're chatting to him in the breaks. His, is, does he remain a great mentor for you, even though he's not your trainer? You know what? My dad's my role model. He's my idol. He's um, a legend to me. And that's boxing aside. Forget boxing. I'm not even talking boxing. Just who he is as a man. And that's where he really inspires me. Um, and having a son myself, just, um, yeah, really inspires me um, in that way. I think people forget there's more to life than, than boxing. There really is. You know, and I just want to be a good man. And what are you going to do if your son ends up wanting to prove it as well and uh, be a fighter? Well, he won't. He, but he, I, I doubt he will. Because I just, I just don't know. I just, I don't think he will. Oh, I'm praying he don't anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Connor. I'll let someone else take over. Lovely to see you, mate. You're still looking beautifully, you too, smoothly shaven. Thank you. Thanks, Gareth. If we go to Davinda Bell from the Boxing Voice next, please. Cheers, Dan. Hey, Connor. You okay? Yeah, mate. You well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, first of all, after that fantastic victory over Formella, do you feel yourself being called out now by people you wouldn't have been called out for from before? Um, and from that as well, do you feel like you have to be more of a point? Because you've been quite a relaxed guy, just saying, look, you're going to take one fight as it comes. Um like the likes of Florian Markey, for example. Um, how do you stay? How do you stay so level-headed? Well, I don't even know why you brought his name out of power. But he's a novice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know why he, why his name gets brought up. You know, because when you look at, it, I don't even think he's ranked in the top three hundred in the world, four hundred, five hundred, even. You know, so it's um, you know, that's just people jumping on following social media and it's funny because you know that's mainly based on where it's gone if another 7 and 0 kid called me out would you have brought his name up of course not no well exactly so you know that was a, a bit of a, a daft question but you know um, I get called out all the time and you know it is it is what it is I've been called out from the get go uh, throughout my whole career it's, it's you know it's uh I'm flattered. You've got to be flattered because at the end of the damn level out for fights and people are always going to call me out to to try and get a leg up off my name and my platform, which is fine. But, you know, I'm on, on my own journey and, you know, they can all muck around, do what they want to do. But, you know, so far me and my team's plan uh, is going ahead. And it's working. Good stuff. And uh, you, you said to me once as well, you'll, you'll fight whoever's in front of you, whether they've got two arms or two legs, you'll give them all a crack and, and, and so on and so forth. This year has been a very difficult year, as is last year with COVID and um, and staying positive has been a key message for everyone. How have you been keeping positive during these sort of times? It's a season, you know, and the seasons, they always pass. It is hard, but you just have to keep keep on the ball and you know it's easy to fall off and it's harder to get back on so you're better off just staying on it somehow Connor all the best from the Boxing Voice thank you uh, mate. good luck for uh, for Saturday night good luck thank you thanks Devinda if you go to Steve from Boxing UK next please 
You're on mute, Steve, mate. Hi, Connor. It's Steve from Boxing UK. How you doing, mate? Hello, mate. Connor, we've already had a couple of people have mentioned this is a step up in class and a coming of age fight. Do you get a little bit tired of every fight with you seems to be a coming of age fight? At, at what point do these fights stop becoming coming of age fights and it's all about Connor Ben moving on to titles <laughs> and big titles? I don't know, to be honest, mate. It's um, public can see it how they want, they can sell it how they want. They can, I mean, people were saying the same about Formella. You know, his only loss come to Sean Paul. Um, you know, fought for a world title and won won the IBO. So, you know, on paper, really, then. So it, it, it is to me. You know, let people say what they want. Um, rankings don't lie. Numbers don't lie, and performances don't lie. Lovely. Um... One thing that hasn't been mentioned, how do you actually think this fight's going to go? What's your prediction? I think we might be having some internet problems at the hotel, unfortunately, so we'll just That's wait. It. I think that's that. Steve, if you wanted to ask again, mate, just in case you didn't get that. Sorry, Connor, we, we cut out there. Um, I was just saying one thing that hasn't been discussed is this actual fight. What problems do you think Vargas is going to bring and how do you see it going? He's going to bring, he's going to bring everything he knows. He's going to bring his, his 31 fight experience or however many fights he's had. Uh, he's going to bring it all. He's going to bring the heat and, you know, he, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough fight while it lasts, in my opinion. But I do believe it can go points. But I believe I'm definitely the quicker, most explosive, way more explosive, um, talented, skill. I believe I'm all around the better package. So I believe um, the stoppage can come. But then I'm also prepared for it to go points. It, it doesn't make no difference to me really. I've trained hard for the twelve. So and you know this is my first twelve rounder. So I'm a, I'm. I would like to get the 12 under my belt, but then also I'd like to go home and have an early night and get me curry down me. <laughs> last, last one from us, Connor. You've said that Khan and Brooke might be jumping the gun a little bit, but what's your ambitions for the rest of the year if you get through this one? Uh, listen, I can't really jump the gun. I've done this once before and you know, I hit a deck twice in the first round. So, um, you know, I know, I know people get carried away, but would I like... Let me get through this fight first and then... In, Carl can talk straight after. No problem. Best look at the weekend, Connor. Take care. Thank you, mate. Okay, we've got time for one final question from Donor. Just want to jump in, mate. Hey, Connor. Uh, could you talk to me a bit about uh, the the training you did with Darren Till and uh, and and the sort of the constant talk that you've had over the last sort of year or so about maybe potentially considering doing a crossover fight at some stage. Hello. 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 Hey, sorry. You did, uh, I'll ask again. Um, could you tell me about the the training you did with uh, with Darren Till, the uh, the bit of MMA training, and also yeah. your your sort of you've you've maybe mentioned in the past potentially doing a crossover fight at some stage down the line. Talk to me a bit about working with Darren Till and and the possibility that we see Conor Ben step into a cage at some stage. 
Well, working with David Till is blinding because he's one of the best in, in his field of sports. And he taught me so much. And yeah, I'd, have a, um, I'd go to some grappling classes and grappling lessons just because I think it's good for your core strength as well. And, you know, just learning all different sorts of martial arts. It's, um, you know, it's all part of the combat sport. Um, and then you start to see fighters crossing over to MMA and then vice versa. And, you know, it's something that I won't put past me at all. Um, you know, with them small gloves, and I think I'd definitely clean up in the, the Bellator UFC division 100%. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of hype around the course I was in a minute. So, you know, you guys will definitely see me out there. Um, once my career is and done in boxing a lot of talk about uh, Florian Marco I know that you said you're not interested in him you said that he's a novice yeah. is there any chance that perhaps that fight would happen outside of the boxing ring and maybe happen in a cage <laughs> considering his experience I don't it, you're talking to me like I, I, I don't I don't think about him to be honest mate like he's, he's not relevant at all thank you Okay, that concludes 